ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by From Within Records, Worldwide Brotherhood, Gridiron Despise, NorthernUnrest.com, From Within Records, out May 20th, 2021. I'm so pumped for this split. I'm a huge fan of Despise. Ben Brody's been on the podcast before, and he will be returning. But also, I love Gridiron. I listen to Gridiron all the time. Such an awesome band, and I'm stoked to see these two bands come together to show that this brotherhood still exists, and it's it's just going to be so sick. I love these two bands coming together, and the split's going to be awesome. So look forward to it. May 20th, 2021. Just mark your calendars. Also, this summer... One Scene Unity Comp Volume 2, a hardcore compilation featuring exclusive tracks from so many awesome bands. And I'm sure anybody who's listening to this is well aware of Volume 1 and how successful it was and how awesome it was overall. All the great bands coming together, putting out amazing tracks, has me so stoked for Volume 2. If you're not following From Within Records on social media, I always Highly recommend you boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button and stay up to date on all the awesome news dropping. And like I always say, please support from within records because they support us. On today's episode, we had to track down my good friend, Grady Allen. He does a bunch of awesome things for the scene, plays in some awesome bands, One Step Closer, Anxious, Last Draw, has a monthly Connecticut hardcore newsletter that he sends out to so many awesome people who are interested and want to know more about Connecticut hardcore. It was so much fun for me to be able to track Grady down and just catch up and see how he's been over the last couple of years and just talk about all the awesome things that he's doing. So if you're curious or if you are still in the dark, if you're not familiar with One Step Closer, Anxious, or Last Straw, please hit pause right now. Go seek out those three bands, all doing awesome stuff, great music. If you're curious about Connecticut Hardcore, go boot up your YouTube, your Instagram, look up Dying Tradition, click a follow, subscribe to the physical newsletter. It's super cool what Grady is doing. He, he sends that out. Uh, you know, free of charge. You just got to sign up, uh, give them your info and you'll be receiving the newsletter. It's super sick. I, I love what Grady's doing. I respect the bands that he's in and it's, it's nice to be able to call him a friend. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So strap in and without further ado, welcome Grady Allen to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, Grady. How's it going, dude? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me uh, back. It, it, it feels good to be back on this. Yeah, I'm stoked to have you back. And uh, to think that I like you were on the podcast. It was like almost two years ago, which is insane to think about. Dude, it feels it feels so crazy. I mean, um, 
when you asked me to be on it, I was like, oh, that's cool. I mean, it was like, it feels like I was just on it, but I uh, sat down and thought about it. And I was like, man, it's been, uh, it's been pretty much two years, like damn near exactly. So pretty crazy. Yeah, I know. Uh, but it, it's cool to see you still active in the scene, uh, you know, doing awesome bands and uh, doing other stuff too, which is uh, super cool. But, um, you know, obviously, since you've been on, uh, you've been on, uh, you know, full U.S. tour, uh, you've started a new band, you got a, a monthly newsletter going on. So I, I'm just stoked to finally be able to talk to you about everything. Dude, I'm, I'm stoked. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. I mean, that conversation seems like yesterday, but I mean, I think, yeah, I was still in high school when we had that conversation um and yeah a bunch of a bunch of stuff has uh has kind of uh formed since then so I, there's actually I, I guess a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah okay so i, I want to start with the the newsletter because uh i was like a couple of months ago i had uh, uh kyle on uh and I, I i told him when i think of uh connecticut hardcore there's a you know few things that come to mind and i mentioned you know kyle He's one person that comes to mind. And then I also said, uh, you know, Grady, um, you know, speaking about you, that you come to mind. And I'm just curious about where this uh, sense of pride came from for your scene. Sure. Um, man, I mean, uh, you know, Connecticut's such a, uh, a cool and interesting spot for hardcore. And I think, um, you know, strangely, it kind of gets overlooked you know, uh, kind of frequently, but I think, you know, it has its, um, you know, almost a cult-like following amongst some people. But I mean, I, man, I don't know. For me, it's, I guess my pride mainly comes from, I mean, just, you know, I truly believe, and I'm sure, you know, most people when talking about their scenes, like, you know, say a similar thing, but I mean, I just feel like, Connecticut's history of bands is so like particularly special and like like honestly just so badass that you know it's just first and foremost I mean I just love all the bands here I mean particularly the sound like I love as far as from Connecticut is like the you know straightforward um youth crew straight edge stuff um and that's a lot of the stuff that resonated resonates with me but you know i felt that it you know i feel that uh that stuff is honestly overlooked in like the wake of like like massive bands that have come from connecticut you know such as like Breed, death threat you know 100 demons which are also bands i love but i mean as far as the you know my root of pride and like wanting to start the newsletter and all that was just kind of wanting to shine a light on like you know all of these bands that i feel like you know probably don't necessarily get the appreciation that they deserve at least in my eyes yeah and i i think that's very important for for you to to kind of take that role and want to uh, try to shed some spotlight and make more people aware because uh something's maybe not uh for like like any like ill intent but you know things just get overlooked whether it be uh you know bands uh coming out at a certain time or um, you know just there's just so much music going on in our scene constantly so it, it's really hard to listen to every single band so uh you know it, it was just by chance that a, a band doesn't get the proper shine i i think it's cool that there's someone like you 
who's uh, hyper-focused on one single area and is trying to give that look to, to bands that uh, may not get that shine. Do you, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's so easy, you know, for bands to get, you know, lost to the sands of time, um, especially in the realm of hardcore, you know, because, you know, and I think a certain amount of that can be attributed to like the super short lifespan of so many bands, you know, in hardcore, you know, uh, you know, it's, I feel like often like the, a successful lifespan for like a popping like hardcore band, you know, is like a really good demo and they, then they had a really good seven inch and then like maybe just maybe they had an LP and even if they did that, they were like pushing the boundaries of like, you know, like how long a band might exist and then, you know, it falls apart and kind of disappears. So, I mean, I think, um, you know, when, so, so I don't know when that kind of can be the expectation, you know, that like maybe the band only has a demo or a couple demos or, you know, a seven inch or, or two seven inches, you know, it, it can be as, as time and gaps in time form, it can be, it can be kind of hard to, to track down and pinpoint those bands. So, you know, um, I, I think it's, I think it's really cool that anybody, you know, would want to sit down and, uh, you know, really take time to become weirdly hyper focused on on those bands but you know i think when so little information can be there or so little material it is you know it can be it, it is important to have people that are like like super meticulous and just about cultivating all this information 100 percent, because i feel like it- it can serve as like a guide to the newer generation because for someone who probably isn't like you know, super tapped in, they could you know, reference that and be like, Oh, like I, I you know, I, I have this, this monthly newsletter coming out and it, it's covering, you know, like a, a range of different stuff from my area. Like this is like really cool. And this could, you know, kind of like accelerate like someone's knowledge. Cause uh, you know, like sometimes somebody will get into the scene and kind of not really have any real direction. So they're kind of, just like kind of like scattered and all over the place which is totally fine you know i'm whatever but then eventually we all kind of find our own like path and what we're really into so i i think it's cool that you have something for for um not only for your area but just like i'm just saying for for kids um who come up in your area that that could be like like a super awesome guide and even for someone like me who's like on the outside looking in i i think it's really cool to kind of get get a peek at the history of what's going on out there in connecticut yeah no i i mean um I appreciate you saying that. I mean, I think, um, I think that element of it is really cool. And, you know, um, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, I, what I, a big piece of what I love about doing the, uh, the newsletter is how, you know, it, again, I can connect to like older generations of kids and, and people, you know, and getting to talk to, you know, people that were maybe around in the time that, you know, of the band that I'm speaking about or something like that. But what also is really cool is, you know, um, you know, getting to do something that, you know, I think like newer kids, like who might not know what is going on to like, I I don't know. I just think it's cool for, for like younger kids to have an outlet where they can be learning about something that's going on, like literally in their backyard. I mean, it's, you know, there's been a, a few instances where like kids have been like, wow, like, I saw like your coverage of like X, Y, or Z band, or like, I saw that you posted X, Y, and Z demo on, on YouTube. I had no idea that band was from, 
Glastonbury or, or, or New Milford or Bristol or something. And now it's, and that's where I live. And now it's now like, I feel like I have this like cool connection to my town or where I live in this way that I had it before. And, you know, like, while it is really cool to get to like connect with like older kids who were around at that time, it's also super cool to like, I don't know. I, I, it's, it feels a little pretentious to say, but like to like get to help like in this medium where like kids can like then connect to like their town or, or, or their county or, or anything like that or the state in general. So. No, I, I think that's super awesome because for, for me, and I, I've said this before, I moved to Orange County. Uh, okay, wait, it's, it's 20, is it 2021? I had to think about the year. It's 2021. I moved to Orange County in uh, 2010. So I've been here 11 years and mm-hmm. I, I still kind of feel like a, a, a tourist a little bit. Cause I, I didn't grow up here. Like obviously like I claim orange County hardcore cause I, I love it so much. And I, I, I've lived here. Like I, I literally live in the city of Anaheim and I'm, I'm proud to be living here. But uh, for, for someone who didn't grow up here and I'm just, uh, I, I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up, just still trying to learn the history. And even with newer bands, like recently I had on the guitar player of this band, um, from out here called scalp. And I had just found mm-hmm. out about them from like their latest record, but they'd been active since like 2019. And I just, I'm just like, wow, like, how is it that a local band, like literally local to Orange County had been active playing shows and it just went under my radar and I didn't know. And this is like me, somebody who's, um, you know, active and going to shows and, you know, uh, active in the scene. But this this one band just managed to just like, you know, kind of pass me by. So I'm I I think it's really cool that, you know, you're out there putting that light on bands that people might not know about or even the the history because that, that's really important is uh, the, the history of this subculture that we're a part of because um, things can easily get lost like you know time moves so weird and um, our memories uh, you know are, are strange like, I can't even remember what I had for breakfast yesterday so it's just like to, for you to be able to like, <laughs> like actually like document this stuff and like put it out there and it to you know kind of be there forever because now um it's it's on the internet you're you're um you know sending the newsletter out to people so it, it's going to be out there for a long time for it to you know completely be gone is going to be a really hard thing so i i think it's really cool and i i support what you do thank you thank you man i i appreciate it i mean uh yeah i think that is such a weird thing like how i don't know just how like something could be going on in your backyard and just like and somehow you miss it but i mean i think like you know it in a way only makes it cooler when you finally land on it and discover it and then can like really engross yourself in it so you know i think it's a i don't know i think discovering bands is is, is like a super cool thing regardless of whether you're late to the party or a person that can go yeah i was there since the demo or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, for, for the people out there that don't know, can you talk about where the name for the newsletter came from? Uh, uh, yeah. So, um, so I mean, the the name of the newsletter is, is Dying Tradition Fanzine um, or newsletter, I guess. I don't know. It kind of it, it fluctuates between the two. Um, yeah. No. So I, I made the first issue of it um, about two and a half years ago, I think. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half years ago, um, when One Step Closer was going out to play FYA, um, but um, I was in high school at the time and I couldn't take the time off school, 
um, because it was like right in the middle of midterms of my senior year. So um, anyway, I just, I was like, oh, okay, I'll like make a small zine and I'll like send like one step closer out with it. Um, and it was while I was putting it together, um, I like had this like book of just like really like really weird macabre art from like the, the like, the book the book itself was like from like the like late 80s but all the art was like from like the like late 19th century like into like the early 1950s but on one page it just had it was talking about the this one style of like pulp magazine and it was like is this a dying tradition and i was like whoa that's a really cool name it's, if that hasn't been used for a zine before i think someone should use it so i uh i just slapped it on the uh really shitty 10 page zine I put together and I've uh, kind of been rolling with it since. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's super sick. And I'm, uh, and I, uh, you know, looking at the Instagram and you had uh, recently mentioned that um, uh, next month you're going to just do a, a double drop, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was, I was super tied up with my, uh, with my finals this month. So I was just like, man, I don't have the time. I'm just going to, I'll just drop two issues next month instead of doing one this month and one next month. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. And for uh, people that, that aren't aware, you still mail those out to people, right? That you have like a, a list of people's names and addresses. Yeah. Yeah. People, I don't know. People uh, are always surprised when they DM me and they're like, they usually send me their email address and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Like send me your address and I'll mail it to you. Uh, it's, it's like about to break 300 subscribers, but yeah, it goes out to 300 people monthly via like, just like stamp in an envelope. That's wild. Uh, I, I've never actually talked to you about this, but um, I, it was one of the earlier issues um, you had posted about, oh, if, if anybody you know wanted to get one mailed to them, like just DM you and I'd hit you up. And I don't know if there was like a clerical error, but I, I just never got them. And I was like, damn it. I, I, I don't know if he got Dude, me on the list damn. and yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hoping uh, uh, if I could get on that list, cause I would love to get those in the milk. I, I think it's so cool uh, with what you're doing. <laughs> wow. This is, this is an embarrassing moment. Um, yeah, dude, I don't know how that could have happened. I've got a pretty good system developed, mm -hmm. but it's taken a while to reach there. So literally after, after this interview is done, I, I promise I'll go print up a bunch of like the older issues and I will mail them out to you. And for those, for those listening, I, I promise I'm, I'm actually pretty good. Like if you, if you send me a DM and ask me to mail it to you, I'm actually pretty good. I'm, I'm, fair, I'm fairly <laughs> embarrassed that I, uh, that I messed this one up. No. And I, I, I and I apologize. I didn't mean to embarrass you. I, I just, I, I, I just want to be a part of what you're doing. Cause I, I, like I said, I, I support it and, and I think it's cool and it's something awesome to look forward to, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I, man, I wonder how that could have happened. Uh, yeah. Shoot me a, uh, shoot me a, a little text after this and I'll make sure I make sure you, you get a couple and you get all of them from here on out. Thank you. No, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely take care of that off air, but, um, <laughs> one other thing about the zine, uh, uh, since you started doing it, um, have you had like a favorite interaction with, um, you know, somebody that you might've been a fan of or somebody that you looked up to in the past that you got a chance to communicate with? Um, yeah. Um, I mean, so I guess, um, the 
so um, Dying Tradition had two issues of being an actual fanzine before it turned into like its newsletter format, which is, I think, you know, how it will remain from here on out. Um, and I really, I did two issues when I was in high school. One was that issue that I talked about for FYA. And then I did the one step closer record release zine. Um, but yeah, no, then I kind of, I didn't do it for a while. And then I made, I put the first issue of the newsletter together for the anxious record release show. And then pretty much after that, not quite after, but pretty shortly after I did it in a monthly fashion for free. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, I talked about it earlier. One of my favorite parts is getting to interact with like older generations of people. Um, so if I had to say, uh, it's uh, I've gotten to talk a lot with the uh, with the guys in Cornerstone and Fastbreak, which has been really cool because you know those are you know arguably like my favorite like Connecticut hardcore bands. Um, it's it's been cool like uh, talking a lot to like Jesse Stanhard about like tenfold like Stanhard records um, stuff at the time. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's been really cool. I, there's a there's a few people like on my like checklist of people I'm like really trying to like connect with uh, to like interview and like really like pick their brain about stuff. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm still I'm still on the hunt. I'll still I'll 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 make it happen. But yeah, no. If I had to pick a few, it's been really cool getting to talk to like the Cornerstone Fast Break guys. Um. Yeah, uh, Jesse Stanhard. It's it's been awesome. And I'm I'm sure that they're probably just as stoked to you know have some young kid, uh, you know, want to talk to them about things that they've done in the past. Yeah. No. I mean, it's it's uh it's it's cool. Um, you know, they they've been uh, you know, totally gracious, super nice. I mean, I think I sent like one or two issues to Kevin from Cornerstone out in Chicago and like within a week he like mailed me like uh like a super super old Cornerstone shirt and stuff so I mean I would you know I'm I'm super flattered that you know they're into it but you know everyone's been super nice so it's been super cool Hell yeah. Well, I hope you continue to do it. Obviously, you mentioned that next month is a uh, double drop, but I'm, I'm seriously so stoked that you're uh, doing something like that for your area on top of playing in a bunch of bands. So, yeah, keep it up. I, I think it's cool. And, uh, I, and you know, 300 people, that's a lot of people, you know, paying attention just from getting it in the mail. But then, like, like I mentioned earlier, you know, it's on the Internet. There's I've, I've seen websites reposting each newsletter. So it's, it's getting it's getting around. Yeah, dude, I, I know. I mean, it, uh, 300 people is, is, uh, it feels awesome. I mean, it's got, uh, you know, some subscribers on, uh, on Instagram. I mean, uh, I, I'm pretty proud for the, I don't really consider myself a, a, a zine maker. I'm like a zine, uh, enthusiast who like also happens to like do a zine. So, you know, I'm like super flattered that like, people like want to check it out at all okay so want to switch gears kind of want to uh, go back in time so uh we mentioned okay. you, you were on the podcast uh two years ago and i met you mm -hmm. in person shortly after that at, at sound and fury and uh-huh 
and I, I just want to talk about uh, what your experience was like. Cause I felt like, uh, you know, I anxious one step closer, uh, those bands, uh, you know, got to play some crazy shows when you think about it. And, uh, you know, in hindsight, you think about how those shows went down and the, the tour that you guys were on. I was just curious um, what that whole experience was like for you that summer. Yeah. Um, I mean, sheesh. I mean, it's, uh, it feels crazy to like, yeah, because I mean, so uh, the last time we would have talked would have been. Um, I, I actually remember. Yeah, would have been. Would have. It would have been. The, it would have been the weekend of my senior prom because I was in because I skipped it and went to Oklahoma with one step closer. Yeah, but it would have been like literally o- OSC and anxious were like getting ready to leave in like a month. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that tour, that tour was really, really cool. And I mean, I think anyone in, in anxious or one step closer, I mean, anxious lineup has, has switched, uh, like almost unrecognizably since then. So, I mean, we've got like two members now who weren't even on that tour, but I mean, um, anyone, anyone in one step closer and anxious will tell you that like that tour was like so awesome it was so chaotic and like wild but you know it was it was so fun um you know it was cool getting to play those those really big shows and i mean the the have heart shows you know will you know be something i remember and like think about for like the rest of my life and you know i had um i never really been out to the west coast um you know, I'd been there like once when I was like five, but I'd like never really been out there. And I mean, I've never really caught shows out there. So, I mean, it was really cool to get to experience Sound and Fury. Um, Sound and Fury was super dope. Like, you know, like that fest, I mean, I think is just like super, super top notch, just how it's organized, like the vibe. I don't know. It, it was just, it felt super cool. I was so, so excited to get to come back and do it last summer. But, um, you know, the world world had different plans. But, yeah, no, Sound and Fury was dope. Um, but I, I guess what I was going to say, too, is that um, you know, even though those huge shows were, like, cool, and, like, getting to do Sound and Fury and This Is Hardcore and the Have Heart stuff, like, it was also, like, it was really cool to get to play, like, all those, like, small shows. And, you know, some of them were, like, really, really crazy. And some of them were really, really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it's, you know, some 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 were pretty beat but i mean it just it was such a cool feeling and i mean i don't know ryan will tell you the same thing like it felt super cool because me and ryan booked the whole thing ourselves um we had you know we're super lucky to like get help from you know the guys in have heart and you know people like bob shed and and the people who do um you know sound and fury but i mean it was it was really just me and ryan like sitting down and like mapping stuff out and coming up with that stuff so it was really cool like to like when that was all getting wrapped up and done just be like wow like that was a really cool tour that was like 31 days and we booked it ourselves so it was a really cool it was a really cool feeling and it's uh, still rare these days because i'm obviously uh 2020 uh there was no tours but um, even before that for a, a band to do a full u.s tour that was uh, still uncommon. So for um, you know, two newer bands to to go out and 
um, do some awesome stuff. I, I I think that was like really cool that you guys were um, wanting to do something like that. And the fact that it was, uh, you know, th- that it actually happened, that you guys were able to you know tour across the country. It, it was super cool to, to look back at. And and, I, and I'm curious, like when you guys were like, you know, obviously like, you know, plotting the dates and you knew about the, the half heart shows, Santa Fury, this is hardcore. Like I, I like, did you guys even um, have any inkling to think about how like because or like how legendary that thing was going to be because you think about like where it started and where it ended it, it's it's um, kind of mind-blowing and i was curious did you guys like actually like plan it that way or is that just how things kind of um happened yeah no i mean it was it was kind of something we like weren't really thinking about like we were it was kind of like the the two have heart sh- well the first two have heart shows you know were in the books super early you know, then pretty quickly, um, you know, Sound and Fury and the other Half Heart show came together. They came together almost like the exact same week um, of OSC was going to do Sound and Fury and Anxious was going to do the Half Heart show out there. And then maybe even before that, we knew we were going to play This Is Hardcore. So we kind of had these, we kind of had these three locations kind of scoped out we knew we were gonna start in massachusetts and play these big shows we knew we had the opportunity to go out to california and play those two big shows and then we knew we were we had the opportunity to go do this is hardcore and so we kind of had that all sitting around and like we had been talking about a tour and then i think how it went down is i just called ryan up and i was like we should do a full u.s just to like in between all these shows and just and just do it and just immediately, you know, everyone in one step closer was super fucking down, you know, anxious, really wanted to do it too. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we knew it, we knew it was going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were super stoked to do it, but I don't think like in the moment we realized like the scope of like, I, I don't know that like it, it was, you know, a cool to do a, a full us, but also like, for it to be like kind of markered by or marked by um the half hard shows and then sound of fury and the other half hard shows and then do this is hardcore so it was cool um i mean all, all that stuff was cool the the this is hardcore day was super exhausting i think without a doubt that's probably the worst show anxious has ever played <laughs> but uh it was it was a it was a cool it was cool to like go you know have all those notes on the tour I'm curious, why was it so exhausting for you? This is hardcore. It was just, I don't know. We had, we had, I think we were going on like 28 days, 29 days. Then mm-hmm. my voice was super shot. I was tired. My guitar was totally broken. So I had to borrow Matt from Eco Strikes guitar, but I think it was in a different tuning. And I like tuned it right before we got on stage. And so I'm super out of tune that entire that entire show i'm super shot my voice sounds super shot and uh yeah it's just it's just kind of messy you know i don't know it's it's online you can go people can go check it out and you can tell me whether you think it's as bad as i'm saying or it's not nearly as bad but in my in my memory that day it was super cool i mean it was a it was super super fun but i remember in that moment going fuck i'm really i'm feeling really really shot (laughs) And I'm like digging through my brain and trying to remember if I like, you know, if anything sticks out about watching that set on YouTube. But 
now I'm curious. I'm going to go back and check it out later today to see if it is as bad as you're describing. Um, I can assure you it's, it's pretty not great. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll let, I'll let anyone who wants to go check it out be the, be the judge. Okay. Last thing about, uh, sound of fury, 2019, you're fortunate enough to, um, play on both stages that same weekend. Uh, can you talk about uh-huh. what, what that was like for you? Yeah. Um, I think, um, my, my favorite set that weekend was definitely the one step closer set uh, uh-huh. between the two. I mean, the it was cool for anxious to play that big room but i I mean i think you know we didn't even have our first seven inch out at that time Mm -hmm. we only had our promo out on triple b so i mean really we had about like three songs that we were actually you know like proud and like wanting to put together and then we had all the songs from the seven inch that we had that you know nobody knew yet so that that show was kind of you know pretty quiet just from a response front but i mean it was our first time ever on the west coast we only had like really one like true release um but it was awesome playing that big room but i mean the small room set for one step closer was was really really crazy um i mean that 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 might have been like the most fun set of the tour honestly it was really really crazy i mean people were diving pretty much the whole time um at one point i wish there was i don't think there's a video of it online anywhere which is truly a shame but um uh no that that set was really cool and there's a really cool story that um zach de la rocha from inside out and raging at the machine watched that set and uh that was a pretty cool. So he, he, we, we covered inside out at that show. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty cool to, to know that, uh, he saw that. So that, that might've been my favorite set of the tour. Maybe. You know, that was my first time seeing one step closer live. And I was so happy and so stoked to see so many kids like, you know, that were like, you know, tapped in with one step closer and knowing the words and so many kids just, yeah, going crazy. It, it was, um, you know, for being up there, like, you know, sometimes, um, it doesn't get that wild, but for, um, you know, for a band to come to Santa Fe and to the West coast for the first time to get that kind of reaction, I, I thought it was like super awesome. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. We, I remember um, we really weren't sure how it was going to go. Um, and I mean, we, I remember we were texting friends that we knew were out there and we're like, can you please come to Sound of Fury early? Because like, can you please come and just like mosh? Cause we like think it's not going to be that crazy. Mm-hmm. And then it ended up being like super cool. So yeah. <laughs> it was a, uh, that's, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, 2022, uh that could uh, you know happen again because obviously uh you know both bands were uh on sound and fury for uh 2020 and you, you mentioned mentioned earlier that it, obviously it didn't happen but um we're all looking forward mm-hmm. to 2022 and hoping that uh it, it's another awesome lineup yeah i mean i think it's gonna be cool um i you know i can say that you know there are plans matriculating right now and forming for um for both bands to be out on the West coast, you know, hopefully this fall winter. So, you know, um, you know, hopefully I think, you know, if the world is beginning to look semi-normal by, uh, 
you know, the fall winter time, I can, you know, say with like a lot of confidence that both bands will be there a couple times before, you know, even sound and fury the summertime. Wow. And you're speaking about this fall 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Um, I mean, that's, that's what, it, that's I don't know it, it it feels kind of crazy to say and I'm mm-hmm. not putting you know I'm not gonna let my I'm not gonna get too confident about it or let myself get too attached to it mm-hmm. but you know um, you know tours and stuff are starting to get put together and, and stuff and I think it'll you know there's a chance that you know it could all come together if, if um you know if the world's looking normal but you know who knows it's impossible it's impossible to like I feel like plan more than a month in advance True. right now. Like, you know, it's impossible to say like what the world even going to look like in three weeks, let alone in three months, four months, five. So, yeah, I, uh, ha- have a buddy, um, who plays in a, a pretty prominent band and he was, uh, or they were getting offers for uh, commitments in 2022. And I'm just like, and this was months ago. I was like, well, that's so weird. And like, why would anybody want to ask you to commit to something like a year from now? in this state of the world. Like I get it beforehand when things like, yeah, like, you know, cool next summer, we can totally start planning for that. But right now when things are like still kind of up in the air and obviously things are uh, seemingly getting better, obviously um, I, I guess shows are technically back because you got Madball and death before dishonor, um, you know, doing some shows. Like there was a show yesterday. I know there's one today and there's still some, some stuff going on next month. So like, uh, I, I, yeah. So yeah, that still feels a little too early. That's still, for me personally, that feels a little bit too early for my taste. And I, I still think there's a, there's a lot, you know, a big high risk factor mm-hmm. right now, but you know, um, but dude, Florida, uh, Florida's out of control. I, I, I saw it's a, a snippet. Uh, cause I, I follow this, uh, uh, this guy on Instagram, he like covers, um, like rap news and stuff. And he, he posted a video of, uh, this uh, guy, machine gun Kelly playing like a sold out concert in this arena in Florida. And I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's, that looks so weird. Wow. Uh, you know, wow. Um, yeah. MGK playing arenas in Florida. Yeah, a sold out arena. I'm gonna have to. Florida seems like a total. I, I can't. I can't tell, and I don't. Mm-hmm. That's that's crazy. I didn't hear about that, but I mean, like, I know Florida is like pretty wild right now. I mean, I don't know people. People that I know that are like responsible slash mask conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've who I've talked to recently, who are like down there, or who have visited down there, have said it's not as bad as like you know you think it is but that said like it's still like pretty crazy so yeah it's, it's definitely way uh, different yeah, than, it seems wild yeah it's, it's probably way different than from where you're at yeah yeah I, damn i mean were people wearing masks at that machine gun kelly concert or no well i'm sure there was some even. i'm sure there was some but if you look at the crowd yeah it's just it looks like something from like 2019 which is weird to say that's crazy that is crazy yeah like kind of uh, kind of surprised that uh honestly a guy as big as machine gun kelly who definitely has like leagues of like advisors and like i don't know management people like in pr and stuff that nobody was like uh maybe that might not be a great idea bro <laughs> i'm maybe it was a money thing maybe he's like he's like it's been a year with no real income because you got to think they make the majority of their money from touring and he's probably like i, I need some money <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. 
him and him and Travis Barker are uh, ready to get on the road, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 curious because th- there was like uh, I, I saw somebody tweeting about a show that was happening um, out in L.A. like last week. And I was like, that's I, I wonder how that went, because obviously I, I didn't go. And I it, 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 it's not going to take a lot for me to, to go to a show at, at this point. Uh, but I, I'm just curious when it's actually going to uh, come back. Like, I, I don't want to go to like a like a random like parking lot. If but if a show is happening at like m- like one of the local venues out here, if it's a cool lineup, I'll definitely go check it out right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, you know, I can say that I don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. going to a show, and it, you know, <laughs> hardcore is perhaps the worst music medium with COVID in mind, because it's, you know, it's a bunch of people, you know, theoretically climbing on top of each other and shouting in each other's faces. And I mean, essentially spitting on each other and all this stuff. Mm. So, you know, um, super spreaders. You know, I won't, I won't, I don't know. For me, for me personally, it seems uh, too soon and, you know, maybe a little, little insensitive to, you know, start having shows um you know and that's you know coming from somebody who's you know theoretically like starting to look at stuff in the fall but you know i can say right now i would not feel comfortable going to a show Mm -hmm. and i don't know too many people who would be like yeah i'm just gonna go roll down to the small 100 cap room and just act like it's normal like i don't know i'm not quite i'm not quite at that point but you know you know, we'll we'll see in the fall slash winter. You know where where the world stands. Hundred um, percent. And I'm 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 curious too because uh you know things uh, seem to be trending in the right direction where you know, you know as more vaccines roll out and um at, at least out here the the numbers that they're reporting of cases and deaths are um starting to decline. Um, hopefully uh, that trend continues and by uh you know fall slash winter things are in a way better state. And we could do things more safely, like going to shows and um, going out to theme parks or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're a big Disney head, aren't you? Like, don't you like when, how, when was the last time you were at Disney or anything like that? If I'm being honest, uh, I, I did a Disney World trip last October. And oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, so I, I have a group of friends and we do like an annual like Halloween trip to Disney World and and. I wanted to go because it had been so long since I've been to Disney. So I was like, like part of me wanted to go because I, I miss Disney. But then also there was a part of me that wanted to experience what it was like going during the pandemic. Cause uh, the, the sure. early, like the early days, there was, uh, you know, all these reports of no lines, you just walk on everything. So I was like, Oh, that, that sounds like a dream. Like, let's go. Like I'm uh, <laughs> willing to, to risk it. Obviously like I um, was trying to stay as safe as I possibly could, you know, wearing masks, staying clean, washing my hands all the time and just trying to stay healthy, get vitamin D, take my vitamins. And I went half of our party, uh, didn't want to go because of, um, you know, they, they weren't comfortable or because of like, you know, issues with having to quarantine for work. So I'm um, literally, it was mm-hmm. like a, it was like a quarter of us that actually went to the trip. So that was interesting. Wow. But when I went, I'm not going to lie. When I went, the park was advertising that they were at like 35% capacity, but I'd been there so many times. And when I went, it looked like it was a normal day in Disney world. There were so many people and it was insane. Um, 
I, I went really yeah I, I went and it was kind of a trip but um I, I i was safe i i didn't get covid when i went to florida and came back home uh everything was fine uh but uh disneyland out here actually opens up in five days which is pretty interesting yeah i mean that's crazy i mean um no i mean i i mean it's uh I don't know. I mean, I know Disney um, controversially kind of stayed stayed open mm-hmm. throughout all this. I I know a few people who um who have you know braved it you know since that. But uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's I know people are you know wearing masks and feel okay. But you know, I also you know I think it's a you know, it's not an insignificant risk for sure. True for me, because uh, I I never stopped working, so I, I kind of just mentally like accepted like okay, I'm gonna like I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get it at some point, and uh, sure, and th- that didn't mean that I went out and was just like being reckless. Uh, you know, I, I was still trying to stay stay safe because I didn't want it, but I just assumed that I was gonna get it. So um, like as much uh, you know as I, I didn't want to, I I eventually got it, and I'm pretty sure I got it at work. Um, but I, even to this day, like, you know, I, I still try to practice the same habits, it's wearing a mask, staying safe. I'm still not going out and hanging out with a bunch of people going out to the bars or anything weird like that. I, I still just try to keep to myself and stay safe because, because I had it and I, I don't think I got like the worst of it because I've heard, you know, people lose their taste and smell or people have actually, um, you know, passed away because of it. Um, so I feel like, uh, for me being, I'm not the, like the most healthy person, but, um, I felt like um, I got lucky and was able to uh, beat it fairly quickly. Yeah, no, I mean, it's definitely like, you know, it's, it varies. Like, I don't know. I know a girl in my town who got it um, probably in September of last year and still haven't gotten her taste back. Um, and I, I know like Dante and in, in anxious got it and like literally like just kind of had a cold for like, four or five days and then he said he felt totally fine and mm-hmm. now he's 100 percent fine so you know it you know it definitely like really bizarrely and like scarily like varies like pretty intensely dude I, i'm curious about that girl if, if i lost my taste i feel like i'd be trying new foods like maybe try things that dude, I, yeah <laughs> try things that i hated before like and try to like reshape my my palate for food <laughs> yeah dude i i don't know i mean it's it feels super crazy but uh but yeah she um she works she works at my my mom has a store in my town and she works there and she's like yeah i i don't have a i don't have taste so pretty pretty crazy mm-hmm. yeah that's rough hopefully she gets it back at some point because i feel like i would be so sad if i knew what like good food tasted like and then it just went away and whatever i ate just didn't taste like anything Dude, yeah, food rocks. It's the uh, the spice of life, I guess. So, I mean, I would be, I would be pretty, I would be pretty bummed if I just couldn't taste anything. Yeah, dude, I spend so much time, dude. I'm not like I spend so much time throughout the day thinking about like what I'm gonna have for dinner, like what should I have, and there's like so many options. Like you know where I live, I'm like, man, what do I want today? So yeah, I would be bummed if I wasn't able to taste anything. Dude, yeah, no. uh, yeah, I can't imagine either. Yeah, that would, uh, I mean, 
I don't know. I, that's, you know, that's probably the worst of it. You know, I don't know anybody who's had that extreme of response, but you know, I can, that girl is, uh, is, is she, she's, I, however bummed you feel that you would be, I can assure you that she is, uh, just that bummed. Okay. So uh, bringing things back to, to anxious, uh, you know, since the last time you were on, you've sure. had, you've had a, a, a couple of releases. Uh, I, I'm curious about, um, uh, never better. Uh, the, the cover art, can you talk about, um, uh, how that, uh, you know, image was set up? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, probably since, yeah, the last time that we've talked, anxious has had two, seven inches come out. Um, new LP will be out, um, soon. Uh, but yeah, no, for, for, for never better. Um, we were just kind of racking our brains. Me and Dante were just kind of racking our brains, like trying to come up with some cool art ideas and like maybe like some cool artists to work with. And then we both kind of just were like, what if we like put it together ourselves and just kind of had this idea of like, just sort of like laying everything out and like working with like clay and flowers and grass. And so literally one saturday morning um me and him met up we bought a bunch of like fake grass and turf we went and bought a bunch of flowers we went and got like a bunch of packs of clay and just like sat down with like kind of this basic concept and just like laid the entire thing out and um and then it one of my um my mom's friends who's a photographer actually took the photo for it and um she like came over like later that day like took two photos and then just sent it to me and like we edited it and then that was that yeah so it was that's actually that that cover layout and stuff is like all me and dante for better for better or for worse the cool <laughs> the cooler parts you know we can attribute to us but also like any weirdness sizing not exactly symmetrical problems are also our fault <laughs> yeah no i i think it uh, came out cool I, I just assumed you guys went to some like local park and just kind of shacked up there for the day yeah no it's funny most most people like whenever i say like oh yeah like that's not real grass or like real ground it's just like we went and bought two two patches of 12 by 12 uh like like diorama grass or like turf grass and that was the uh the grass that we used for it that's interesting and is there a reason why you didn't want to just go out to like a local park and uh save that uh yeah no i mean um i mean i guess it's 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 an environment that you can control if it's fake grass you know there's mm -hmm. not a huh, well the grass isn't even here or it's not as light over here um the grass is taller over here fuck that then there was a breeze and now everything is scattered across the yard park what, whatever so i mean it's by set by setting everything up in there you know it was just we were able to keep everything super uh consistent yeah and curious did you keep the clay with the lettering or did you guys just scrap it um, it was thrown away in like less than a week. <laughs> uh, I, I wish, I wish, I wish we still had it, but it, like, there just wasn't really a way to preserve it. I mean, the flowers started dying, mm -hmm. like, cause it's those, all the flower petals and the flowers on it are real. Oh, wow. Okay. So, um, 
So it just, it pretty much started like, started just degrading and falling apart like really, really fast. So unfortunately we couldn't keep it. I wish we did or could have, but. Yeah. Well, at least it's, uh, you know, captured in that photo. So um, you guys can just look at that going forward. <laughs> yeah. 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 At least, we, at least we have a record cover out of it. So we have that. And when Never Better dropped, uh, if you can remember, um, do you know or do you remember what, what the response was like for that um, seven inch coming out? Because yeah. you guys, you know, had, Not, had done a lot by that point. Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was pretty cool, you know. Um, I, you know, I I felt, I mean, I don't know. It was the first kind of thing that anxious had put together that like i felt like kind of proud of and like felt strongly about and felt that like it received like a good response so i mean it was it was awesome i mean it was it came out i think august either august 23rd or august 25th and it was literally like my third day at like college or something and it was just it felt really cool. I mean, it seemed, I, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of people went and got it. I mean, a lot of people posted about it. So it felt, it felt, you know, pretty, pretty cool. I, I, I was satisfied with the response, I guess, is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. No, and I, I'm, I was satisfied with the record. I was uh, happy to listen to it and you know, hear you guys, uh, you know, put out some new stuff and uh, you know, kind of keep it going. Cause like, well, one thing that always gets me is sometimes like a, a band will come out and get some cool opportunities and make like a big splash, but then for um, you know whatever reason uh, they just kind of fade away. Maybe there was too much pressure, or maybe they just uh, realized that that's not what they wanted. But the fact that you guys uh, were able to keep it going, um, I, I was uh, you know pretty impressed and pretty stoked on it. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, um, you know, it, I can, I don't know. I, I think you know the band has you know, uh, I'm super fortunate to be in an opportunity to do that record. And I mean, I'm, you know, uh, you know, was excited to put out that new or that single out uh, a couple months ago. And, you know, I, I'm excited to have a, a new, a new LP out soon too. And, um, so, you know, I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can confidently say that, uh, that that both both bands i guess not not even just anxious anxious one step closer um you know have no no intentions of uh of uh of stopping slash being i don't know hindered by anything like that so i'm building up uh towards uh one step closer and that new lp you keep mentioning um so you guys have been pretty active and you know dropping stuff every year um, uh, late 2020, I, I know there was uh, like a lot of bands that didn't want to, you know, have 2020 tied to their, um, you know, discography or, um, even for you guys, um, uh, you know, dropping in December. I, I know there's also a lot of bands who don't want to drop so late in the year cause they don't want to get the record overlooked or miss out on being on, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a list for the year. Um, w- was there like a, a reason or is that just the time frame you wanted for the, um, new shapes, uh, seven inch to drop? Um, yeah, no, I mean, so, you know, it's, um, it was actually a pretty conscious decision. Cause I mean, we, 
you know, we recorded um, an LP last summer. And, you know, it was just like, man, we're probably going to be sitting on this for a while. Um, don't want to release it, you know, while the world is looking the way that it does. Um, so we're just like, why don't we put something together to kind of tide things over until then? Um, and so um, we just we put that put that, you know, two two song thing together. Um, we did it all at our uh, drummer Johnny's uh, Johnny's house or his dad's house. Uh, I mean. Um, we just recorded it there, um, just kind of put it all together in house, and um, yeah, that was that. So I mean, it was it was it was definitely a conscious like, man, we had we just finished up like this, like this sizable project, but we can't really, you know, we don't really want to do anything with it until the world is kind of back to normal. So is why don't we just start working on something, on something else until uh, until until we can. So. Yeah, that, that that I guess what I'm trying to say is that there was very conscious thought put behind that. And just to be clear, uh, the two songs on New Shapes, uh, these weren't on the LP that's coming out. These are just two new songs written. Um, so I mean, the the first the first song, I guess the single "More Than a Letter" will be on the LP. It'll it'll it's done in a pretty different fashion, but mm -hmm. I mean, it's that song's on the LP, and then the song on the B side is just a reimagining like an acoustic alternative reimagining of, uh, of a song on the first seven inch. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that song has already been released. So. Okay. And uh, I'm curious about the, the cover. I've asked you about the cover as well. Um, whose hand is that in the photo? Um, so, yeah. So uh, we actually put that cover together ourselves too. Um, my mom had a bunch of like decorative, deer mm -hmm. um like around christmas time that are from like the like late 50s early 60s and they're all from japan um and so one day anxious was hanging out at my house and dante was like you know that would be really cool as a cover and we're like, yeah that would be really cool and um so we set it we set it up um you know had like set up a little like photo box light box i'm not sure what the correct term is um and the original photo idea was supposed to be it would just be the deer mm -hmm. And it was like, you know, it'll just be this one image. And then um, our friend Stefan, who was helping us uh, put it all together, they, we somehow got a photo of his hand, like, propping it up while uh, while just setting everything up. And while we were going through the photos, you're like, you know, that's actually a really cool, that's a really cool photo of just this hand sort of, like, setting it up. And so we just decided to keep it in there. So... Yeah, that's that's our friend Stefan Perlbert. Uh and that's that's his hand. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I, I I look at the cover and I'm just like, okay, is the hand just lightly setting the um the doll down or is it about to pull it away? And I, I'm just like, you know, just like yeah, you know, I've stared at it and just like so curious. And I love it. I, I love the you know that um you guys you know, kept the shadows in there of the doll and yeah, I, I just dig the whole vibe. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, it, it was, it was really funny. I mean, uh, I saw some like Instagram review of the record pretty recently and the guy was like, yeah, I don't really know what's going on with like the picture of a stuffed animal. Cause there's like, there's a few pictures of like stuffed animals in the insert too. He's like, yeah, I don't really know what's up with all the stuffed animals. I guess it has something to do with the fact that it's like a new shape or something. 
And so I, th- I <laughs> thought that was really funny, but me personally, I actually think the art's pretty cool. So yeah, no, I'm uh, digging the vibe, and um, now I'm even more curious. Are you going to keep that trend going for the LP when it comes to the cover art? Um, yeah. So I won't I won't reveal too much, but the uh, we are departing from uh, from <laughs> from anxious art artistries Inc. Uh, doing uh, all the art in-house and the uh, the LP cover art, uh, which is currently in production, is is uh, is uh, is being is being done by somebody else. So, yeah, no, uh, we we're not doing it, but have a lot of faith in the person that that is doing the art. Okay, well, um, I hope everybody has enjoyed it while it lasted because it was uh, definitely fun, and I and I thought it was cool. You know, I, I always uh, love to um, you know analyze these uh, cover arts for um, records that I, I really do um, like. You know, yeah, no, I mean it. It was fun. I mean, uh, you know, it, I I really like the new shapes art. Looking back at Never Better, I don't think I would have done it. I wouldn't have had us do it uh, if, if I had the, if I had the option to, to to go back in time and do it again. But it I don't know. It really is it is cool, uh, you know, that to like get to create like a physical piece for like your music and stuff. So you know, uh, I I think it's a really cool exercise. I know people who are artists who are also in bands really like doing the art for their music and I, I don't know i think it's a really cool uh, experiment to like get to create like some physical art for like a piece of music you made yeah no i'm i'm, I'm definitely into it i i love when artists uh you know want to kind of um take their craft to the I, I don't know if it's the next level or just get that much more involved um you know when it comes to their cover art instead of maybe just doing something straight digital but you know just create something uh, and then like snap a photo i i just think it's really cool yeah, no, it's definitely it's it's definitely a, a cool way to you know think about your music in a different way to you know to how do you how do you create like a, a piece of art that you think like appropriately and like accurately embodies like the style I don't know the 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 vibe that you're going for with the music. <clears throat> okay. And I'm, I'm curious for you, since you're in, um, you know, two bands that I feel are like always closely tied together. I'm speaking about Anxious and One Step Closer. Is that uh, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, you know, strange for you to, to be in two uh, active bands that um, I feel like are always mentioned in the same breath, which isn't a bad thing, because I, I think, you know, both bands are awesome. And obviously um, you guys or you and, uh, you know, you guys share members. So I'm curious what that's like uh-huh. for you. Um, you know, it's, um, I think it's, I think it's both a really cool thing and, and, uh, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's, um, can be sometimes a bit of a negative. Um, you know, I think, um, you know, both bands really love each other and like each other a bunch. Um, and, you know, I think it's, I think it is really cool that like, you know, these two things that, you know, I'm involved in and, and certain other members of the band are involved in will always kind of be, or, you know, at least for the time being, be, be linked. Um, but, you know, in, 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 in some capacities, there's, you know, there can be, you know, you, you wish that one band, you know, that um, OSC could exist without, you know, mention of anxious. And sometimes you wish, you know, anxious could be, 
you know, could craft an identity that's, you know, devoid of just being, you know, linked to one step closer. So it's both a really cool thing um, because we all really like each other and, and love each other and it's cool. And sometimes, you know, it, you, you, you know, we all kind of wish it was a little more separated. So yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a double-sided sword for sure. Yeah. And, and it is weird because like there's, there's uh, no way for us to ever really know what it would be like if there was like real separation. Cause um, we're kind of just living in this instance where you guys are like, you know, linked and that's just how it is for now. Yeah, no, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're linked, you know, in this, in this cool way in, in full transparency, you know, I, the plan is for both bands to be touring, you know, full time as soon as like we have the opportunity to. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I imagine, you know, there will probably be an instance where I'm, I, or, you know, maybe not even one instance, but, you know, uh, many many situations where I'm not out with one step closer and, and Ryan's not out here with, uh, uh, with anxious. So I'll, I'll be curious to see if that affects that at all, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm curious, but at the same time, I kind of hope it doesn't because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I love both bands so much and I, and I love the people in the two bands, like more than I could say. So, you know, I, I, I it is cool for me to have them like, existing in this same realm same space same breath you know yeah i I feel like in those situations where um you guys are going to have to split because of uh touring schedules maybe you guys are just out there doing work for each other you know because because like i said you know people are um looking at you guys like and you guys are always mentioning the same breath so people are gonna be oh one step closer i wonder what anxious is up to or they see anxious and they're like oh i wonder what one step closer is up to you know so you guys just kind of just yeah dividing and just gaining um you know more people's attention no that's i mean that's 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 probably right and i mean uh you know at at the end of the day like i think you know it's a totally positive thing Mm -hmm. like i think it's a it's a, a a cool positive thing and i mean you know all said and done i'm really like happy and excited and think it's cool that you know these two bands kind of exist in the same space that people think about Okay, and uh, you did mention the new Anxious LP a, a couple times. Uh, is there anything else you can say? Maybe a, a release date or an album name? Um. Yeah. No. Uh. I can't. I can't say too much about uh, the new Anxious LP or okay. the new One Step Closer LP. Uh-huh. But I can say that they're uh, they're impending. They're uh, on the way, and they're coming coming soon. So. Uh, I wish I, I wish I could say like write more uh, more at this uh, at this instance, but uh, unfortunately uh, I can't. But more more information TBA. So okay, wait. Let me pry, yeah. let me pry just a little bit more. Um, switching to one step closer. Uh, last year, uh, you guys dropped that promo, which I thought was awesome, and I thought things would you know follow Thank up you. shortly. And then you guys teased a music video. And then it just kind of went silent. So um, uh, are those uh, songs on the promo just for the promo or, or do you know if they're going to um, you know, be put somewhere else? And as far as the music video, is that still being worked on or did that get scrapped? If you can talk about um, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I can tell you that lead to gray on the promo will be will be on the LP. OK, um, I think everyone would feel totally comfortable without with, with that being out in the uh, world. Uh, the turning point cover won't won't 
be on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the the music video, music videos, perhaps wink wink, maybe maybe also impending. So be be on the lookout for that stuff too. Okay, hell yeah. Well, I, but, that's, but that's all. But that, that's all. That's all I can say. Okay. Well, I I, I appreciate that much. I I don't want to you know um, hammer you and try to get more out of it. But um, I, I I'm stoked to know that you guys are obviously still um, very active and things are coming at some point soon. Soon, 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 soon. I can say it's uh, sooner rather than later, for sure. Okay, and this is me um, being uh, still curious about um, uh, you know your music. You also sing for a band uh, called Last Straw. Um, before I ask yeah. you the the hard hitting questions about that band, can you talk about um, where the idea came from to start a band like Last Straw? Yeah, no, um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no. Uh, so Last Straw started. I mean, I guess the the genesis of that band starts in. Um, mid fall of last year um when i you know i was toying with like you know i just wanted to do a band that was like much more straightforward um a lot harder uh and just i don't know direct and angrier than like anything i worked on and i just i really wanted to do a band that like sounded like the type of hardcore that i'm really into which you know it's like late 90s into early 2000s core you know stuff in the vein of like you know a a fast break or a cornerstone but also you know more in the vein of something like i guess like carry on carry on or like knockdown or or lights out or frostbite or something so you know uh, i just i i kind of put this demo together uh, of stuff of just some songs i had um, and then I showed it to Johnny who drums in anxious and he's like, yeah, we should totally do this. Um, and then I, um, then I showed it to Ryan. He's like, yeah, I'm totally in. I would love to play guitar. And then it was just kind of no discussion that, uh, Dante was going to play bass in it. Um, and it kind of just came together and we just wanted to create like a band that was like, just like going to represent Connecticut to the fullest and represent Connecticut straight edge to the fullest. So, uh, yeah, we put, we put that band together. Um, and, uh, we, we put out the demo on young blood, um, put a song out on the once in unity comp. And I'm happy to say that we're in the middle, uh, like literally as we speak, uh, middle of recording a brand new 12 inch, which I think is going to be pretty awesome. So uh, I'm curious, how did you link up with um, Youngblood Records to um, put out the demo? Yeah, so um, I mean, I, I mentioned like when I was talking about like stuff I was pulling from, it was a lot of stuff like Lights Out, uh, like uh, Knockdown, you know, Carry On, stuff like that. It was definitely like, you know, we wanted, it was like total Youngblood Records worship and you know, Youngblood Records is my favorite label of all time. Um, and so when I was putting the demo together, when we started recording it, um, you know, Sean actually reached out and was like, hey, man, like, I don't know, like, what sort of stuff you've got on your plate, but it would be cool, like, if you ever, like, have a project or a band, um, I think it would be cool if um, 
you know, he, he basically just said, if you, if you have any new bands or like something in the works, like please keep young blood in mind. Cause I think we could do something really cool. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy. Cause I was like, Oh man, actually it's so funny that you say that we have this new band. That's like literally just like young blood re- records worship. And you know, we were, I don't know. It just came together pretty fast. Um, you know, and we actually, while putting it together, we're pretty much like, if Sean Youngblood doesn't want to do it, we won't even release it. And so we sent it to him. And he's like, yeah, this rocks. Like, let's do it. And, uh, you know, it came, it came together pretty seamlessly, really quickly and awesome. Yeah, that, that is strange how the world works sometimes. You create this band and then for some weird reason, you know, uh, Sean reaches out and it all just works out. Like, you know, it seems like it worked out really well because the demo, in my opinion, sounds awesome. I, I love the way that they promoted it. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, sometimes the world just works out really easily and it just hundred percent goes your way. And it was, uh, it was one of those instances. I mean, uh, you know, uh, known Sean for a long time. He's great. I've been a huge young bloodhead for like forever since I was like 15 and getting into hardcore. Mm -hmm. And so it was just, you know, when we were putting it together, we were just like, it was just it was just a no-brainer we we're just like we'll do it with young blood or we literally won't even release it so and you uh tapped in with uh, chris wilson for the art yeah, yeah yeah uh the legendary chris wilson uh did the art i just i said i sent him the demo and was like hey man like we're doing like this new like straight edge like youth crew band on like young blood records like literally have like you like nothing but your art in mind for it do you have like any chance you'd be into it and almost immediately like yeah let's do it and like it came together super super fast like that with that it was just done deal Mm -hmm. again like i said sometimes the world just kind of works out pretty easily yeah no i'm 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 stoked on it and uh, i'm curious uh, how did you guys get on the one scene unity comp which i'm a huge fan of i i'm really like uh, your guys's track i feel like every track on that um, compilation was super sick but i um, you know I, I felt like uh you guys got like good placing on the uh, track list that if that is even a thing but i feel like you guys are just like right in the middle and it's, it's just like uh, such a good spot yeah no um so we we put out the uh we put out the demo and um you know maybe the demo was out for a month maybe two and then uh carter from uh from from within records reached out he's like hey man like um and we we we've played together before with our band but we had never really talked he's like hey man like uh i'm putting together this new comp it's gonna have a bunch of like really cool bands on it he's like nope he was super nice he's just like no stress is not but like would love to have last straw on it if you're down and um you know it was we were starting to put some like we had that one song like starting to put it together mm-hmm. and so it was just a no-brainer and we just said yeah totally in um you know i was i was super stoked on that comp and you know it seemed like a bunch of people were were super super into it um i don't know i think that was like i don't know one of my favorite like hardcore comps just hardcore moments in the more in more recent year time, not years, time, mm-hmm. uh, was just seeing like how into that comp people were and how into like supporting it people were. And so I'm, I was super stoked to be a part of it and I'm really excited for the, for volume two to come out this summer. I think it's going to be, going to be really great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here, man. To to um to uh, team up with uh, Carter and From Within Records to help promote it, and just to see how many people were stoked on it. Like it was it was definitely a, a cool moment, and yeah, I, I'm just stoked that they were able to get such a an awesome line, lineup of bands to come together and put out some awesome songs. So yeah, Volume Two definitely looking forward to that as well. I definitely love that idea of just kind of uh, bringing these bands together just to you know kind of do something for the entire scene. Yeah, I thought it. I, I mean, I thought it was really cool. You know, it wasn't it wasn't any like one type of style. Mm-hmm. wasn't any one type of band. You know, wasn't even from one certain area. It was just like, you know, I think, you know, I, I, at least my perspective is just Carter was trying to put together just like this, like this is hardcore for you know, like this is like what I, like he considered like you know just the best of like what's going right now so i mean i think it i think it ended up being awesome and i think uh i mean i think he did a super killer job with it i was stoked to see triple b get involved Mm -hmm. um but i mean you know i was amazed like when it like sold out almost immediately on cd and then like it got the vinyl pressing and the vinyl was like gone immediately so it was it was super cool it was a super like i said it was like the coolest moment in like recent times i can remember kind of just for hardcore it felt cool mm-hmm. okay and you mentioned last year i was working on a, a 12 inch and you, any like real time frame for that or are you guys just kind of going at, about at your own uh your own pace um no so we we are definitely not you know definitely not trying to just kind of be like whatever with it and definitely aren't trying to be super slow with it mm-hmm. um we're moving super fast on it we recorded guitars and drums last week and um i think that I, I mean the plan is to get it in by the end of may um and hopefully it's out by midsummer so that that record like coming pretty pretty damn soon if if everything stays on track mm-hmm. um so that that record you know is 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 incoming pretty soon theoretically but yeah we're, we're moving fast on it it's not it's not the sort of thing that we're kind of just like oh yeah whenever we got time like hopefully it'll come together like nah we're we're really we're really trying to move fast on it and like really put it together and you guys are gonna be working with youngblood records again oh hell yeah 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 sean sean's gonna release it um gonna be 12 inch we've got right now right now it's six songs mm-hmm. we've got six brand new songs but they're we we're thinking we're, we're being ambitious and we might try to squeeze another one or two out last minute if we can but only only if it's as good as the rest so at least six new songs maybe one or two more but okay for that, right now that's what we got that's great news that's something uh to look forward to in the summer uh, that's really cool to hear that you guys are uh putting out something else because honestly i uh you know, thought about you guys and was wondering if there was anything going on because the last thing obviously was the the new track on the once in unity comp but to hear that you guys are working on a 12 inch that, that's really awesome yeah yeah no i mean um you know i think that can be the be the curse of of starting a, a new band when you have two other bands or even just one other band that's really busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it really, it really mattered to me that it wasn't just a band that released a demo then kind of fizzled out. And then like maybe in two or three years put out something, you know, it's just, I don't know. 
I, I'm trying to strike while the iron is hot, I guess, and just kind of keep moving on it. So, yeah, all, all if everything stays on track, it should be a mid to late summer release. Mm-hmm. And do you find it hard to to kind of keep that balance to juggle uh, three different bands? Obviously, one step closer and anxious seem uh, a, a little more busy, but then you have this third band, which obviously shares uh, members. But um, like, how do you uh, keep everything fresh? Yeah, dude, um, it, it it is kind of hard. And, you know, it was kind of last straw. Like we put the demo together literally like when nothing was going on like nothing at all mm-hmm. um so it was just like that was really easy but um you know both bands are are, are practicing and playing a ton and, and doing a ton of stuff like uh, both both bands are putting together a ton of stuff right now for the new lps you know whether it's you know one-off stuff or, or music videos and stuff like that so it's been it's it's actually kind of been hard to kind of get everybody you know together and on the same page with the new last draw record but you know i've probably to an extreme pain uh to to probably a pretty annoying extent uh for everyone else i've been like really adamant about like no 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 we gotta gotta sit down and like get this last draw record done too so um yeah i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to be just enough up everyone's ass that we get it done in a uh, quick nature. No, I, I think that's fair because uh, with, with with anything, some people could uh, you know might not want to take everything uh, so serious and uh, just kind of be just like uh, I don't want to say like content, but like okay with like you know okay the 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 demos out, we'll get to the record eventually. But the fact that you're like you know adamant about no, like we got to get this done, I, I think it's cool. To, to, to keep pushing along because um, you, you could easily fall in that trap where it's just something that you, you get done eventually and not, you know, feel pressed about it. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I don't know. It, it's the sort of thing I'd rather feel like a little bit stressed about having this going like on with the band and like having to move fast on it mm-hmm. than just like letting it kind of fade into like this weird existence. So you know, uh, it is, it is a little annoying, can be a little bit stressful, but I don't know. It's the truth is I really, really, really love doing last draw and it's, it's a ton of fun. And, you know, you were talking about keeping it fresh and I think, you know, a good way of keeping things fresh with like when you're creating music with all the same people is to do something like this. So I'm pretty adamant about, you know, keeping things moving on that band. And, you know, even if that band isn't able to play in the like same fashion as like once a closer anxious, cause those bands will be gone a ton. Like, you know, I still have every intent of like that band playing a ton and playing shows and, and doing stuff. So, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I have, you know, I want, I want that band to keep moving for sure. And are you going to be ready for those last chance or excuse me, last draw call outs while you're playing with anxious and one step closer? Uh, you know, um, I, I think it'd be cool. I mean, if, if, if somebody, uh, if somebody did a last draw call out during anxious set, I would, I would probably try to get the band to do it, but I'm sure everyone goes, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's stay on track here. But me personally, Fuck yeah! I'm so to- I'm so I'm totally ready for that. 
Okay. All right. Th that's going to be me whenever I see you guys live again. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I guess part of it, I mean, is everyone in anxious is in last draw at mm -hmm. least, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, I guess on the off days of an anxious tour or something, maybe we'll get some, some last draw, some last draw dates going. Last draw at program. That's, that's something that I want to have. Uh, dude, I, I've, I've literally, I've, already daydreamed about it so i would i would love to make that happen okay all right we're gonna put that out right now into the the universe the ether and we'll try to make it work as best as we can we're gonna manifest bro we're gonna see if we can get it to come together okay i'm i'm looking at, i'm already looking at fall winter grady this <laughs> this thing's already the, the gears already turning in my head all right i'm i'm fucking in Okay. All right. That, and, and fall, winter now. And by then the 12 inch will be out. Everybody will be, you know, uh, tapped in with all the new songs. People got to get familiar with the demo, it, dude. It, ha it has the potential to be pretty, pretty popping. That's for sure. Okay. Well, we got to stay in touch. Uh, cause if, uh, <laughs> if <laughs> I'm telling you, if, if you guys are really coming out here, uh, fall, winter, uh, we're going to see what we can do. Uh, I'm to I'm totally in. I I will I'll twist everyone else's arms and make and make them make them uh do do some last straw stuff. Okay. Well, damn, Grady, th this has been <laughs> so awesome to be able to uh, catch up with you and hear about um, basically everything that's been going on um, music wise. Uh, you know, since the last time we talked, th this has really been a, a great pleasure for me, and I'm really happy that you're down to do the podcast again. Dude, thank you so much for having me. This has been a this has been a ton of fun. Um, you know, definitely definitely feels good to catch up. It feels absolutely surreal that it's been two years since we since we last hopped on here and talked. But uh, you know, I hope we do it again soon. And I promise that I will send you those dying traditions that never <laughs> that never made it your way. Okay, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate that. And I, I will definitely send you my address. We'll get that clerical error sorted out. But before we sign off, is there anything else you would like to say or shout out? Um, yeah, no. Um, I mean, definitely. I mean, I probably sound like a broken record about this. But you know, uh, you know, the, the truth is, I love Connecticut. I love Connecticut hardcore. And you know, even though uh, I might do a newsletter that focuses on a lot of stuff in the past, you know, the truth is there's a lot of really cool stuff going on in Connecticut right now. Um, and even stuff going on in quarantine, uh, literally like 10 or 11 new bands started in Connecticut in the past year and a half, you know, two years. So, uh, I mean, I'm just going to spout some off real quick. Check out uh, uh, wreckage, uh, from, from Connecticut. They've got like an agnostic front, like sheer terror, like mad ball, uh, ball of destruction era type vibe going on. Uh, check out, uh, third degree, which has a pretty similar vibe. Uh, check out, uh, broken vow. Um, we're like from the Farmington area of Connecticut, which for those who don't know, it's like all woods. Um, and they, they kind of do like a, like a nineties new age vibe. So stuff like, you know, um, you know, conviction strain stuff, but also like kind of some outspoken melodic stuff, um, on broken type stuff. Uh, so that's pretty cool. They have a new 12 inch that's about to come out. 
uh, who else? Who else? Oh, um, new band uh, featuring Mr. Kyle Nyland, who we talked about earlier, called Almighty Watching. Um, they have a demo coming soon, and uh, they're actually on the new One Scene Unity comp. So uh, look out for that track. Um, we're missing uh, Ill Communication from uh, from New Haven. You know, shamelessly promote Last Straw, new 12-inch, Anxious, new LP coming out. Uh, I'm definitely missing somebody, and now I'm going to feel really bad. But uh, that's everything that comes to my mind, at least in this instance. I'm, like, looking up my phone super quick, see if I missed anything. Uh, I don't think so. I think I managed to actually kind of hit everything I, everyone that I wanted to talk about. So that's everything. Yeah. So kind of a, kind of a prolonged, long shout out, but basically shout out Connecticut hardcore, shout out all the bands that make up that team, shout out Wolf's Bear hardcore, uh, you know, look at, look out for the new one step closer record, listen to the new Warren record. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it for me. Listen to wide awake. All right. Well, seriously, thank you so much, Grady. This has been so awesome and a pleasure. And thank all of you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We'll be back soon. 